Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the Farness Equation. And I'm John, the Near. Today we're going to discuss why some introverts enjoy Walt Disney World. And John, I think that's kind of unique. I don't really remember any other podcast covering that or anyone really talking about that too much, but Disney World does have and and disney in general disney parks have a a unique uh feeling to them a a unique thing about them that uh you know i I think appeals to a wide range of people and i think that a, a lot of times if introverts look at the parks themselves and see the crowds and everything they're they're probably steered away from it but i uh I do believe that once a lot of times you get somebody into those parks, there's there's going to be something for everyone there to, you know, to enjoy. And, and there's just something about it, you know, uh, as far as introverts go that maybe can appeal to them. Uh, I, I think we'll we're going to really cover that in depth. But um, we were talking at the beginning before we started recording that, you know, you didn't really get out to the parks too much um, this week. It's been a busy week for everyone pretty much but you know from a park standpoint universal has been packed i mean they've been to capacity all week uh i don't know how capped out disney itself was but um are, are you seeing more traffic down there uh, on the roads and, and things? Uh, yeah yeah the the week surrounding easter was really bad and my daughter works at volcano bay and she had said volcano bay reached capacity almost every morning at some point you know throughout the week and uh, as far as disney goes i haven't been there but you know they have a capacity they they have a, a limited number of reservations available for pass holders for vacationers for you know different groups and from the pictures that I saw <clears throat> from the people going that have a higher pass than I do, it didn't look all that bad in the parks. And that could be that could be because maybe they weren't able to uh, use or get give out all of the uh, pass holder reservations because so many were blocked out. You know, so many like me just have the gold pass and we're, we were blocked out through the week. So. It's just a thought, or maybe the people there are just really good at taking pictures that look like there's not heavy crowds. You know, that's a the the photographer types tend to like to minimize crowd level when they're doing pictures. Right, and and well, I do know that some of the rules have changed a little bit as far as wearing masks and when you take pictures and things like that of yourself, and you know they're they're putting that photo pass thing back into gear. I think at the parks, you know, trying to get back into. Uh, I don't think they were making a lot of money on photo pass up until now, so. Uh, this, this uh, might be the way point. to get that, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, let's face it. There's not a lot of people that I, I think some people, maybe the more geeky, nerdy people like myself might say, uh, I want to take a, uh, <laughs> I want a screenshot of this moment in time because, you know, this is something you'll talk about the rest of your life and then it'll go away, you know, but, uh, <laughs> I don't like, I've never liked any pictures of myself. So I, I'm one of those people that's fine with the mask. I'd probably wear a full face mask or I don't. 
I don't want even a pair. I, I, I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'm I one understand. of those people. Every time I see myself, I'm like, who the heck is that guy? Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm not one that really uh, enjoys looking at myself in a mirror either, But to be honest with you. But uh, it's just, you know, getting your picture in front of a castle or anything well, like that is different. And, I, you know. I'm, I'm happy for the cast members whose me job too. it was to stand in popular photo spots and yell at people yeah. because, um, you know, we talked before about cast member and guests getting in arguments and stuff and you know hopefully it, that reduces that too because there are just way too many people out there who are going to say like some of the people have said i paid such and such for this vacation and you're yeah. telling me i can't have a single picture in front of this castle and you know i can tell you that countless people just broke the rules constantly because it just you know, they felt entitled to do so. And again, I don't care what side you're on, but it just leads to conflicts because both sides are right. Disney's just doing their job, but the guy or gal did pay huge amounts of money and it's not going to hurt to take it off for a second responsibly and put it back up. But again, they're both partially right, partially wrong. I don't I don't I don't want to choose sides, but yeah. I'm glad that that should reduce that amount. Like maybe, uh, maybe the cast members will. Uh, I'm sure they're quite happy that they don't have to do that now. Although theoretically, it could make their job harder because now people might be like, just walk around without a mask. Be like, oh no, I'm taking a picture, and it's like, well, that's not how it works. You yeah. Have to stop. It's like, well, I don't. I only read it partially. I don't know. It's like, so hopefully that doesn't happen. We'll see. I'm just I'm just hoping the cast members job gets better because nobody likes to be yelled at in Disney and cast members don't like yelling at people in Disney World. So, yeah, I, I, to tell you the truth, that's exactly what I thought about when they did change the roles. The first thing in my mind was about the cast members that you talked about standing in front of the castle having to yell at people. I mean, that that can't be a comfortable thing for those people. So, you know, again, we'll see how people abuse it and, you know, try and take advantage of the situation and how that'll affect cast members. But, uh, I think it's a step in the right direction anyhow. So, yeah, I'm always happy to hear, uh, anything. And, and you're probably right. Uh, it's probably a monetary reason they did it. So. Yeah. It's a, that photo pass thing. I can't imagine they're making a lot of money off of photo pass, uh, over the last year. So, um, I know we didn't buy it when we went down in September. So. Oh, no, I wouldn't have bought it if I, you know, under those circumstances. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we might as well get into our discussion. Uh, this is something that you and I have talked about offline uh, quite a bit, how Disney can affect people that are more introverted. And I, I tend to agree that introverted people might be intimidated by going to a place like Walt Disney World, where the crowds are so heavy, and and even the idea might even make your typical introvert a little bit nervous. And uh, so, so why don't you, because you consider yourself more of an introverted person, John? Oh, I am. Let, let's talk about your perspective um, from that standpoint. How did you? How did somebody get you to go to Disney World, being an introvert? I mean, did you? Yeah. Were your claws on the ground? I mean, were you uh, there literally claw marks, like as they dragged you into the parks? No, I went because I, I the first time I ever went, I went because my girlfriend at the time 
um, was watching her uncle's house in Florida. So he made it like a little vacation. And it really didn't have anything to do with Disney, but she was like, oh, you need to, we need, you need to see Disney and Universal while you're here. And, you know, I wasn't that interested in it. And a little background, I think we talked last week and stuff. Um, I had never been to Walt Disney World as a kid. Um, just never came up. We didn't have the money. And this is part of it, though, too. I, I'm i pretty sure my dad is a huge introvert because he's still never been to Disney World. <laughs> Seems to have <laughs> no interest in ever going. And uh, again, I can... Uh, a lot of introverts have that idea. And just to give you an idea, too, that I, uh, you know, some people might be saying, well, are you really an introvert? Or my daughter had her 20th birthday party just a few days ago, which is another reason I didn't make it to any parks this week. But I literally could not stand to be around all the people and the goings on and the small. Like I, I went upstairs and, uh, you know, sat and pet the cats for. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of times during that, like not the whole time, but I literally felt the need to escape from that. Um, I remember going to my wife's family's house for Christmas. And at some point I would leave and go out to the car and just sit and enjoy the silence or just go outside and walk or like, I'm always that guy who doesn't like to be around the crowds, the loud people, the, the I, it, it's a, I don't like concerts. I, I, I don't like big crowds of people and it I always you know I recently thought it's ironic somebody that that does not like crowds and people absolutely loves Walt Disney World enough that they would be willing to you know uh, uproot their life and family and move to Florida just to be close to it and uh, so I, I, I thought this would be an interesting topic maybe for those people you know who don't want to go to Walt Disney World. You hear a lot about that, like a husband and wife, one of them wants to go. The other one's like, that's not for me. I don't like crowds. I don't want to be around all that. And I can just tell you, I went in my 20s because my girlfriend at the time um, uh, went to visit her uncle and watch his house and stuff. So I just went. And my initial thought in my 20s was I it was very memorable but I can't say that I loved it though. Like I went and I was like, I remember uh, my thoughts on the magic kingdom was there was way too many kids there and it was way too hectic. And I was kind of glad to be out of it when I left. I did like Epcot. I thought that was pretty cool. Universal. I thought was all right. Like I went to that as well. And again, I, I you know, I, I went back to Pennsylvania and I never really thought about it again. I wasn't like, oh, can't wait to get back there. I just, you know, it was just like, yeah, I, I saw that. And anyway, it that 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 was in my 20s. And I believe it was in my 30s or maybe upper 20s. I don't even remember that we uh, planned a family vacation to come down here with my daughter. And I think that's when I started to like it a little bit more. But I realized as a as somebody who doesn't like crowds who, you know, in school would sink down in their seat and not want to be called on for anything. I actually began to feel like a kind of freedom in Disney World, like away from myself, like not to like like I remember I was on uh, uh, Hollywood or Sunset Boulevard, I think it was. And, you know, the uh, at the uh, Hollywood uh 
cast members were there doing you know their little skits in the road yeah, and, the and citizens of hollywood citizens of Ho- yeah. hollywood yep and i remember being there and my stepdad literally half ran down the road to get away from them he did not want to be called <laughs> on looked at anything and i used to feel the same way and i don't know why but maybe it was having a a, a, a child or or just you know learning to relax a little while at disney I came to the realization that nobody there knows me. It really doesn't matter. Um, it's all in fun. And again, they picked me for something and I was in the show. And again, it, I, I loved it. And um, over time, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I kind of would, uh, doing things that were the opposite of my, of my uh, inclinations was so nice. And even to this day, I love to go there. And we talked before about like people and crowds and there's nothing, there's nothing that I like more than being in a big crowd of people, uh, watching the, a parade go by watching, uh, you know, uh, the, the Mickey mouse float and waving to everybody. And I just feel like it's such a, a nice feeling to mix in with everybody and just be a part of it. And we're all enjoying the same thing. And, Again, it, it's it's against some it's against my uh, natural inclinations, but I learned at Disney is one of the few places that I can actually enjoy that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's why uh, not so much this year, but typically I really enjoyed Mardi Gras at Universal too, and that would normally be this kind of thing somebody like me would go the opposite away from, but I remember being at Mardi Gras and just watching the parade go by and the the uh, the uh, team members would interact with you, and I remember some of them actually coming up to me and referencing my shirt and this and that and throwing beads, and it was just, again, I felt like I was part of almost like a big party where I would never go to a big party, you know, mm-hmm. but I was in a controlled party environment for a limited amount of time that I could just leave, and I was like, wow, that was so enjoyable, but again... You know, you say you want to go out to a nightclub and go to a real party. I would be like, you couldn't pay me to do such a thing. I'm not, I don't like that. I don't like the noise. I don't like the people. But in these controlled, in these controlled uh, parts of it, it, it really is nice. And again, it just, you know, I don't, I don't really have a lot of friends. I don't do a lot of social things. The, the, the social aspect of it to me is just huge. And, um, uh, over time, I got better at it, too. I remember, I, I think I mentioned before, one of my favorite things about the Skyliner, it was a dreaded thing at first. I was like, they're putting 10 people in each one of these little cubes. I'm like, that's way too many. I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. But I found after I did it a few times, I would begin having conversations with strangers on the Skyliner, just about Disney, right. about this, about that. And I remember thinking... This is really nice. I'm meeting a lot of nice people, just having great interactions with strangers, all because we're forced to sit in this box and look at each other. And like that's, I said, it's like the bus, the bus situation too, right? Yeah. We discussed before about the bus kind of, um, kind of creating the similar or same environment that you're talking about, where you're kind of smashed in there together. So what are you going to do? You either going to, you know, kind of keep your mouth shut or make light of it and maybe have uh, a couple conversations or whatever. I, I, I feel like I had a lot more on the Skyliner though, because it's so much closer and yeah, you're literally it's more intimate, in a box. Right? More yeah, intimate. It's so silent. There's nothing else going on there. It's like quiet. And even if people talk to each other, 
you're part of the conversation. You're that close to yeah. them. That monorail. Yeah. Monorail's kind of like that too, right? I, I guess I'm, it could be, but I don't know why. It just never really happened for me that much on buses or monorail. Maybe it's just me, but but yeah. Well, John, let me ask you something real quick. Going back to the social aspect of everything, do you think that the way you feel has more to do with the fact that you're kind of sinking into a crowd of anonymity, or do you think that maybe you feel like, ah, this is my tribe, you know, that type of thing? I don't know. I think it might be both because um, I got called on once in the, uh, the Monsters, Inc. laugh floor, and I got to be Randall, you know, they were like, they, you know how they would pick like people in the audience and they'd be, and maybe you don't, but anyway, they would tell stories and yeah. your face would go on camera and they had yeah. that guy. And I always wanted to be that guy, even though my entire life, I was the guy avoiding being, you know, that guy in any situation, but somehow at Disney, it seemed fun. And like I said, I was Randall one time. And I just thought it was enjoyable. Again, I just learned to let go at Disney. Like it doesn't like I don't know why I, it, it took a little bit of time. Maybe maybe I didn't want my daughter to live the life that I have of, you know, hiding from things. Like, yeah. I don't know. But when I was at Disney, I just let that uh, I just let that go. And like I said, um, I really enjoyed it a lot. And I'm not saying that it just made me like people, that it was great or whatever. I still wanted the break. Like like when I would be on vacation, I thought it was very important to go back to the room in the middle of the day. I like to be back there with no strangers around, just quiet. Like I really enjoyed that. And from everything I read about introverts, I think they call that like recharging. Like you, you can only deal with things so much without wanting to be alone and recharge a bit. And, and, uh, you know, living here now, it's similar too. like, I love to go to the parks, but only for, you know, like two to five hours or something, I'm about maxed out. And then there's usually an entire day that until I am in the mood to go back again. So I'm not one of those people. It's like, Oh, I could be in the parks all day, every day. It's like, no, that would be too much. But I definitely like to, uh, to, uh, uh, do it in small parts and part of the reason i i wanted to do the show too was like i said uh, i i think my dad probably has a similar personality and he never even gave it a chance you know i think he's probably like 70 by now he's never given it a chance and i feel like he misses out on a lot by doing that and for all those other people out there who are introverted or have family members that's probably the most likely thing it's always for me, it was always the men in my family were like, I don't want to do that. No, no, they're looking at me. I don't want to be called. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be the butt of a joke, like it's a bad thing or something. Mm -hmm. And again, that's how I grew up and how I kind of thought too. And and like I said, being at the parks at one point with my stepdad made me re realize, you know, the difference. Like I kind of gave that part up and I saw him basically willing to... Uh, try to get away at all costs because yeah. he didn't want to be involved. And uh, yeah, I, I've, I was going to say too, a big part of the, why it feels good is when you go to Walt Disney World and you're, you know, you're enjoying stuff, you're walking around, you wouldn't believe, and this is mainly without the mask, but even with them, the amount of times that you just look at somebody and they give you a smile, you give them a smile. It's like, 
you you may not even speak the same language. You probably would never be friends in real life or anything, but you're all experiencing the same thing. You're all happy. You're wherever you are, you're in the candy shop, whatever. And and with kids too, I I I can't tell you the amount of interactions you just have with people in general that it's it's really I don't know it, it it's 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 for for me it's really special because I don't do that stuff in real life that much like I don't mm-hmm. go around and hug people and interact and everybody's my best friends and this is, and I don't do a whole lot so the the uh, feel I get from Disney I think I think it might almost be you know something that's missing in a lot of introverts lives that they don't even know is missing and that's why i i still know a lot of people that to this day who are like i hate walt disney world i wouldn't go there way too many people i don't like crowds i don't like people and i can tell you i spent my whole life saying i don't like crowds i don't like people and yet somehow i can love walt disney world you know Mm -hmm. and 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 as we discussed before, I'm not a huge Disney fan. I don't love Disney cartoons and love the Disney company. It's like I it, I am I like the theme park environment. I like the things they do there, the entertainment, the the setup, even the even the fireworks, like the feeling of being in a crowd of thousands and thousands of people you're just one of so many thousands in the middle and we're all watching the fireworks and just hearing everybody gasp as tinkerbell flies from the castle and i don't know why just i think it's like why some people go to concerts it's just different like the the vibe and the energy you get from the crowd around you is so is so different and unique oh, yeah yeah i get emotional john sometimes with some yeah. of that stuff like as i'm watching it I, I know that may sound corny to some people and I, I get that i truly do but i get really like phantasmic some of the high points and that some of the and some of the castle shows i i literally find myself tearing up when i watch some of them sometimes and i i don't know like i I don't know if it's just because it's so rare for me to be there to see that stuff or the the magic that they create with their shows and the job they do to provoke those emotions but i just do there's just something that pulls at my heartstrings and i don't understand it well, I don't know if it's just me, probably not, but living here, it still made me feel like that. I mean, no matter how many times I saw it, no matter where I was, I mean, I've already stopped on the Ticket and Transportation Center dock to watch Happily Ever After. And even there, they, they piped the music in there, too, mm. which, by the way, was a pretty cool place to watch it. You could see the castle and you could see the fireworks perfect and the music was there, but anyway yeah it doesn't even matter where i was it was just it's just cool and like i said so many people are um i don't even know what to call it but separated today uh, everybody's got their own little groups and this yeah and, that. and i just a lot feel of tribalism like, right? yeah i feel like at disney like you said before everybody there's my tribe no right. matter what you look like what's your background what's your past uh, even what language you speak, I mean, that's that's I I I I love that when there's there's people that don't even speak English and we just communicate with a smile or a look as we're all enjoying the same thing and it just it's it's just such a special feeling and it's hard to get that anywhere else you know it really is like I I'm sure there are other places but it's hard for me to think where else you can experience that those kind of uh, 
feelings of togetherness with a extremely diverse group of people from around the world. It's just, I, I, I absolutely love it. And, uh, yeah, it's one of the things that makes me keep going back over and over, but I, I can say it's much more difficult with the mask on yeah. because I'm not a big talker, but mm-hmm. I think the expression on my face would say a lot. And like I said, I would get a lot of smiles from a lot of people just in general, because they could say that I was happy with, you know, uh, just in general and give them a smile and they get, you, you know what I mean? Like I do. Yeah. You can still do it with your eyes a little bit, but it's not quite the same. It's more. Yeah. There's a communication with body language for sure. And, and, you know, facial expressions. And uh, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, you cannot convey that uh, that body language 100% with uh, with your face mask. I mean, how can you tell if somebody's laughing? Sometimes some people have the same expression when they're laughing or crying. When it, you know, so it would be hard to really determine that with a face cover on. And I'm not I'm not making a judgment on face covers. I'm not saying making any statement in that other than socially it's made a difference in how we interact and in our not not just at disney but in our day-to-day lives so it does make it difficult can, can you imagine what it's like for people that read lips you know i mean we hear a lot of that it's just it's just tough so and and again it's not just a reading lips thing it's just our uh you know, our general interactions, like we look at the total person typically when we communicate. So, uh, John, something that really strikes me about this whole thing is something that you mentioned before, too. And we've had little discussions here and there uh, on and off the podcast about the crowd levels and things like that. But Interestingly enough, being an introvert yourself, you've always mentioned to me that you really miss the normalcy of the crowd levels, the crowds, that you like the active parks better. And by active parks, I mean um, when the crowds are at your normal level that you're used to, when when it's a normal level. In other words, say, you know, a, a crowded park, you seem to enjoy a little bit more than, say, an empty park um, with certain aspects of, of your your experience, you know, now I'm not saying that you love the crowded parks or anything, but I'm, I'm saying that during this, um, pandemic thing, you've mentioned a couple times that you really miss the crowds and you miss yeah. the, uh, the interactions that you get I, from the crowds. I can say without a doubt, <clears throat> the first time that you go to Disney and, you know, I went in July and August and there were a lot of times I went where you could just walk on whatever ride you want. And, it really did lose something like it wasn't it almost it 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 that the whole experience just didn't feel as good like and i don't know why exactly um having the crowds there there's just something something with that that really that really adds um and maybe it i don't i don't know if it's a distraction or what but i found myself when i first went back at first i was like oh cool i got to do the rides and then I found myself almost being more judgmental of rides and things like I just it felt like I don't know how I I don't even know how to explain it when the crowds were everywhere and you can't you you almost felt grateful to get on any rides like I'd have some fast passes and I'd make it on a ride and I don't know it, it probably does have to do with the 
with uh, enjoying things with people, but it just it just had a, a sad feel overall too. Like it just it did, did it feel like some of the magic was gone? You know, yeah, I mean... it really did. It really did. And and I didn't just go once or twice or I I went consistently throughout you know July August like the beginnings and you know it really was empty and. Some people did enjoy it. Like a lot of the people who do uh, photography were like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I can get my empty park pictures. But even that now where I a lot of people still do it. But I look at that and I, I, I find it kind of sad. Seeing, I don't like to see Disney parks empty because to me, an empty park just represents, you know, loss of jobs, loss of uh, future attractions, like just... Uh, to me, that says decline and, yeah. you know, it's not going to continue to grow and get better. And it, yeah. it's to, to me, it's a negative thing. I'm not like, oh, I wish it was empty every day. It's like to me, I'm I, I look at the big picture enough to know emptiness is not going to be a positive for anybody at the parks. So. And it's a very limited, short sighted. Oh, this is great. It's, it's not really great. You know, it's very temporarily great. No, it felt apocalyptic almost, didn't it? Yeah, it was just—it was just really depressing. I, I, when we went in September, it wasn't quite like you experienced in July and August. So, I mean, we we went. It was uh, Labor Day, um, the week after Labor Day. So there was still some residual crowds from that, and it actually felt really good, John. I, I really—I'm—I'm I'm not in—I I don't want to say I'm totally not introverted, but I'm not. Um, not totally an introvert so to speak but uh, i don't i don't like real heavy crowds typically but empty crowds can be even worse for me because i i look around and i just like you described i almost feel like something's wrong right. something's not right here so after moving here i got used to the crowds too i i got used to just waiting i could wade right in or go right through it was just I, I, I really did get used to that after living here for a while. And I was going to say an, another sign that I'm an introvert. When the parks reopened back up, like the first few times I went, I almost felt like nervous about going. Like I didn't, I felt reluctant and nervous. Not Nothing to do with COVID-19. Just going back out into public and doing mm -hmm. things like that. It's like, I just yeah. felt weird about it. Like I, 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 so Disney's one of those things too for for introverts like me. The more you do it, the more your confidence stays up, and you just feel good about it. And I think that's another trait they have where you just don't like to, you know, when you have to go out into the real world and interact and do things. There's always a reluctance about it, and that's definitely me too. And now I'm back to feeling perfectly fine again. But at first getting back into the world and doing that stuff was uh, i can't imagine what they're thinking in california it's oh, been like boy. a year for us it wasn't even that long what was it like april to july or yeah. something it, it or march 15th to july that's a pretty short amount of time yeah um, it's been over a year for california and the introverts out there are probably Good quite golly, nervous yeah. about heading back out in to society for anything so yeah, I think that's the thing with the pandemic. There was absolutely and has been a, a mental and emotional toll on everyone. And and for um, for the California people, I've noticed, at least for some of the bloggers, which is probably like 
0.1% of the people that actually go out to the parks in California, a lot of them started coming to Florida. And, you know, I think honestly, and, and I've heard from other people that actually a lot of the California fans of Disney ended up traveling to Florida during this time and this was their opportunity to see the florida parks um so i don't know about the more introverted of those folks but i can't imagine um it being easy for introverts to get on an airplane and deal with busy airports and things like that but, um, yeah again that that's something you get used to but i just i just think that if people make themselves do things a little bit they learn that their uh, limitations are much less than they thought because like i said when i was in high school too there's nothing or i should say school in general not just high school every grade highlight of my day was going home i did not want to be there i did not enjoy being there i hated being around all those people i'd never at any given time if you would have said you're never going back to school i would have celebrated and not went but what about my friends and fun nope i would have said awesome i will never go back i can't wait so that's that's the level of extreme that I was. And like I said, I know a lot of people have uh, significant others that don't want to go to Disney, don't like the crowd and stuff, and at least know that if you can get them here, they may change their mind over time. They might not, but if they're willing to relax just a little bit, um, I think they may find that even even people that don't like crowds and don't like you know, that kind of uh, chaotic environment can learn to like it a lot. So a little bit of hope for you people who uh, married the guy who's like, I don't do crowds. It's like, (laughs) all right, you don't do crowds. But uh, I think, uh, you know, when you have a kid, you might change your mind and give it a try and maybe just relax a little bit. And you might find that those crowds are nice in, in parts, you know, you won't love crowds. But yeah, and that's what I found. And hopefully uh, the podcast will help somebody who yeah. thinks the same or has people that think along those lines. And um, yeah, like I said, I come from a family filled with, not filled, but many people who don't like crowds, don't like this, won't go there. It's like, try not to prejudge that ahead of time, because just because you don't like crowds doesn't mean you won't like Walt Disney World if you give it a shot. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say, we could do a thing sometime, too, of good places for people to go that don't like crowds, too. And I know I mention this all the time, but if you're ever at Epcot in the World Showcase and it's super crowded, I've been doing this for years now, just pop right out of uh, International Gateway and go walk around the resorts a little bit. Just get away. It's like within a minute, it's quiet, it's peaceful, mm-hmm. you're away from the crowds, and it feels absolutely great. Just get away from people a little bit. There's never a time where you, ex- well, maybe the Magic Kingdom a little bit, where you're kind of just there, and there's not much you can do. But even well, there, there are things you could do. That's that's a great point. And, you know, between, uh, what is it, between the UK Pavilion and the France Pavilion is the International Gateway. Uh yep. And, you know, a walk down that International Gateway can take you past several resorts and put you on the boardwalk. And, you you know, there's some great views, some great things. It's not a lot of people there. How about this, too? If your significant other hates crowds and doesn't want to go and stuff, 
plan accordingly. Don't say we're going right. to open up the Magic Kingdom and we're going to be there till 11 o'clock at yeah. night. They are going to burn out in that amount of time. And Absolutely. Disney, too. When I first got here, meaning like in my 20s, I was so sick of Mickey Mouse gift shop stuff. Like I was like, <laughs> I just want to get out of here. Like I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I don't want to see the same stuff anymore. So I actually was relieved to get off of Disney property. So remember too, it's kind of an acquired taste for us introverted non-Disney people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we'll never like it, but it, it, it took me a little time to accept certain things. So I was gonna say. If 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 you're planning this and somebody in your family doesn't really want to go, hates crowds, doesn't like the idea, don't plan a full Magic Kingdom day. Do like a morning till noon, then say, all right, then we're going to go back to the park. Then, then in the evening, we're going to go to Epcot for relaxing, whatever. Or Animal Kingdom, it's, it's nice and dark. It's not as crowded mm-hmm. at night. Animal Kingdom is great to go to if it's open in the evening. But plan stuff like that, and I think you'll find that they may actually enjoy it. Like, you can. You can still go on the rides in the Magic Kingdom and still appease people without overwhelming them with the crowds and the time and stuff. A little bit of planning, a little bit of knowing what to do. Uh, even at the Magic Kingdom, uh, if, if, if you do need to be there all day, make lunch reservations at the Contemporary or the Grand Floridian and take a walk over there and just sit down away from all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. that's something I recommend Mm -hmm. too um, for introverted people or the non-crowd people. Uh, uh, If you can swing it, do more sit down restaurants. Cause a lot of times you go into that, it takes a while and you feel like you're not where you are anymore. Like it's kind of like a quick recharge reset button to. I I wouldn't necessarily do like character dining or buffets. But I, I think like the restaurants you're talking about would be perfect like that. Hey, you know, my my favorite one and one of my earliest ones that I just loved, and it wasn't for the food, sci-fi dining. Yeah, there I've, you go. I was in the middle of Hollywood Studios. It's hectic. It's crazy. It's hot. It's sunny. All of a sudden, you're at a private table. It's outdoors. It's a it's the uh, outdoor uh drive-in theater setting and i was like it felt so good to be in there it felt like such a difference from what you're around that i was like wow this is so great and you know the burgers are good but the other food i've tried there's not that great but it didn't deter me at all from wanting to go back the next time and eventually i just settled on getting the burger (laughs) because it was consistently good but i just love the thing and again i think that's a somebody who doesn't like crowds just loves to go in there it's like you're it you're not by yourself but it feels like you're uh you know just sitting in the dark cool area uh, with just you and your family and it's it goes a long way so again if you plan properly you can i i think i could convince somebody who hates disney and crowds to absolutely love it if i planned a day for you i i could add Two, don't hesitate to go off property if you can. I, I mean, there's other, there's a lot of things down there to do off property. I mean, there's the Kennedy Space Center that's not too far away. If you're more intellectual or you love sci, like space, and you love the uh, the space program, I still that, never went you know. there. I really want to go. I love it, space. It's great. I, I mean, I'm not saying that it's the most exciting thing in the world. There's not going to be theme park rides there, but you're going to see like 
the landers that landed on the moon, you know, that type of thing. And, and you're going to see displays and some of the space shuttles and things like that. When I was a kid, we went there in the eighties. Um, it, it's not, it's relatively cheap and, uh, it, it's a really interesting tour. Um, you, you've got Gatorland not too far away, you know, who, who the heck doesn't think of gators when they go to Florida, you know, everyone's yeah, looking Gatorland. around for gators. Yeah. So, and, and sea world and, and universal is there. I mean, there are so many things to do down there. Disney tries to convince you that they're the only game in town, but they're really not. There are other things that match everyone's tastes. Oh uh, yeah, you could promise the person who doesn't really like the crowds too a nice a nice couple days at the beach after, and you can go to either coast for Absolutely, that. Absolutely, you know, that stop too. at the beach for a while. I that's don't a like thing. the beach, but some people. Yeah, and and that's the thing. There there are cities too. Orlando is you know the city beautiful, and there's a lot of things to do in the town if, if you're more inclined to do something more you know of an urban setting. Tampa Bay is what what is it like an hour away, an hour and fifteen minutes yeah, or a so. Over an hour, yeah. You know you you have uh, Daytona on the other side on the other coast. Um, Miami is you know a couple hours away, so yeah, probably three or four. Three, three or four. Yeah. Three. yeah. So I I mean there's a lot of things to do down there so you're not just landlocked into Disney. And and even though Disney likes to make you feel like you are and they give you many incentives to be landlocked into Disney. There are other things to do, and there's lots of ways to get there to do those although, things. Although I have to warn you, if you're driving, if you come from a place, uh, a more rural area, the drivers may upset you a bit. <laughs> so. I, I will agree with that because I do come from a fairly rural area in the mountains of Pennsylvania, and it's rough. If you're not used to city driving, I mean, I drive yeah. into Philadelphia several times a year and other places like that. So it's not bad for me, but you're absolutely right, John. I-4 is one of the most dangerous roads in America. Just recently, I, I have seen multiple cars on 192, which is filled with stoplights and businesses and pedestrians, multiple cars that got in accidents so violent that the cars are upside down in the road. It's like, uh, if you could imagine how that happens on these roads that are, you know, just stoplights everywhere. Like, you have to have some insane driving going on. And there's insane driving going on. Like, they're literal, just uh, complete nuts out there. And so yeah. that that can be a little scary, for, especially if you're not used to it. It's like, you know, one, one of those but things. There are some more rural roads once you get north of Disney, right? Like up in yeah. your area, Claremont and all that. But I think um, there's like a almost like a flea market atmosphere if you go into Winter Park. Um, you know, there's uh, different shops. It's like a small town America feel almost. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you're more introverted and you don't want to really get involved with the crowds, um, there's like farmers markets sometimes in celebration and yeah. places. I'm like just that. saying that about the traffic thing because I know that I I didn't I I I didn't like crowds and all that. But another thing that I didn't like, especially when I was younger, was heavily traffic insane things to drive on. Like I, yeah. like when I would go like to Philadelphia, I would just be so stressed out to go there. I would be like, it's you know I can do it, but. The amount of stress just to drive through it would be yeah. a lot for me. So, 
And and I understand that. For me, I, I actually enjoy driving through Philadelphia. Maybe it's just because I'm uh, crazy or something. I don't know. But yeah, I do I, get it. Like, my wife would never in a, a million years drive through uh, Philly. She had a panic attack one time on her way to Disney when she had to drive in rush hour through Washington, D.C. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And that is that is something. That is a cautionary tale right there. Um the, the roads around Orlando, because of the tourist industry, because of the growth of the area, they're very congested. And I don't think the infrastructure of the roads is kept up as much as maybe it it could with that growth. But, um, you know, I, I just think if it's like you got a lot of people that come from up north that move down there that are used to driving like maniacs in their cities and things like that. So it is something to be conscious of. It's a great point, John. So, yeah, I don't know. Did I miss anything with this subject? I, I really didn't plan it out that much. It's it's more just uh, thoughts. And I I do think it's a shame. Like even I know people, I, I my uh my my wife's sister's husband who just does not like walt disney world and he doesn't really want to go and i don't even think it's a introvert thing for him though so not everybody's gonna like it and some people just aren't into that in any way and again there's not nothing you can do, do about that but just remember the anti-crowd people i think you can win them over and uh, uh instead of telling them just deal with it maybe just plan a little bit better and you'll probably enjoy your vacation more too with a little bit more downtime or a little bit retreat from the parks at least once a day for a couple hours get out of there and i I think every i know kids as much as kids say they love it they love it those meltdowns you see in the parks a lot of that is from people pushing through all day long too much in a row like those kids would be a lot better off going away from the hectic, overstimulating environment just for a little bit. And like you said, that can be done by leaving the parks, but it could be done by just walking to a close by resort too. Yeah. From out of, out of all the parks at Epcot and Hollywood Studios, you have the Epcot Resorts or uh, Skyliner over to Caribbean Beach and R- Riviera or Pop. And they have playgrounds there and things like that. Like a lot of fun. You can get something to eat. From Magic Kingdom, you can walk to the Contemporary uh, Grand Floridian or Polynesian. Or you can monorail there, too, if you are inclined. Um, Even Animal Kingdom is the one you can't walk anywhere. But I've said in the past, if you go to the bus stop, the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge bus is... goes back and forth very frequently because they are literally like a two minute drive from each other. So you're not allowed to walk there, but if you take that bus, you'll be there in no time. There's never a long wait for the animal kingdom to animal kingdom lodge bus. And another great resort, Uh, go to the quick service, go enjoy it, enjoy the lobby, look around, just relax somewhere there. There's animals to look at rocking chairs. It's a beautiful resort and you will not feel anything of the hustle and bustle of the parks when you go there yeah so there's always a place to get get away and i'd be willing to bet that the most memorable part of your vacation will be your little getaways that were had nothing to do with rides and that person in your family or if that's yourself 
that will probably be their favorite parts too of the entire trip is mm-hmm. the uh, quiet getaway times and beautiful locations. So. I think you've really hit on it, John, though. You said you're basically saying, and this is, correct me if I'm wrong, the best thing that somebody could do is put a little bit of planning into your vacation. And when you're planning that vacation, strongly consider the introvert in your group and and think about, you know, because they're going to be the people that are going to be more miserable than anyone at, at certain situations. Right. And it's and you can't <laughs> yes. look at them and say you, you don't want to say let, let, let me ask my wife. Uh, yeah. Yes. I don't even need to ask. <laughs> well, you, you, I'm, and by miserable, I'm not saying, you know, giving difficulty to the group, but just being not having a good time. And if you want that person in your life to go back, want to go back to those parks and you want them to be a part of, you know, this, this trip, this magical moment for you, then you need to really slow down, consider that person and think about planning some things in each day around that person to, to give them a break, you know? And if that's hard to do, just imagine after a trip or two, they may be the one more excited than you to go back and you'll have you'll have somebody partnered up with you that can't wait to get back instead of the reluctant spouse always going ah again with this i don't want to go back you know so again it's a little bit of planning but it goes so far and it really will make everybody enjoy it more and if you have children no matter what their personality types it can be difficult for them to make it through the day without melting down so they could use the break anyway so well much like you john i think for a lot of people that whole experience could be a life-changing one and you know that disney coming around to disney has been very life-changing for you and i don't want to just say disney universal is a part of that too the whole experience has been very life-changing for you and it has been for my family my my wife was always more of an introvert and now we we own a retail store you know and she runs that retail store and deals with the public every day and you know i'm not so sure that those disney trips didn't really help out with some of that you know so it, it can change your life. So just, just proper planning, I think. And thinking about that person in your life that is the introvert will help out a lot. Yep. And if they do learn to like uh, theme parks, it will change their life for the better, too. So, again, that it'll, it'll help uh, give them a little something that they never knew they needed, you know. So, yeah. And it does work. So, uh, again, don't force it. Don't, don't push it. But plan a little bit and just put that in there put in those breaks put in those walks make a reservation where you have to leave the hectic theme park and i uh i think when they look back on the vacation the people who are don't like crowds they may look back and pleasantly think there was a lot of moments during this vacation that i absolutely loved i'd like to go back you know they'll they'll remember the good parts and kind of uh uh the uh, crowds and the hectic parts will fade away if there's enough good parts. So everybody wins. It's a great way of putting it, John. Okay, John. So uh, how did uh, your social media go this week? What, uh, what's popping in your social media and and what maybe didn't work? Well, I I was saying before I did a, uh, I did a uh, carousel of progress, complete ride in one minute. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I don't, and I think it's up to like 660 likes or something 
I I can tell you I didn't anticipate that would work. That was one of my <laughs> experiments, and uh, yeah, I I got even even what it did so far. I'm surprised people actually like it at all. It's not really something that uh, is uh, accommodating in a time warp video. But as I said before, I like to experiment because you never know what hits until you actually try it. Um, and let me see what have we done in the past uh yeah and and i'm hitting another one of those things too where growth has been very slow lately like and i feel like uh, periodically per- periodically uh instagram suppresses your reach just randomly i think that's how they get people to try to pay and like i'm at 43,200 and i think this entire week, I probably had like less than a hundred growth, and there were times where I would have over a hundred a day, just consistently over time, and that has dried up. And but every time you see an update happen on your Instagram, they're playing with stuff. So yeah, they do. I, I can, uh, being a business owner, I can attest to that using uh, Facebook quite a bit. Uh, Facebook and Instagram definitely. When there's an update, they're experimenting with. Uh, algorithms i've said it before you know try not to let it bother you um right now for the past like week and a half my and and this is the weird part everything's pretty consistent like a lot of my videos are around ten thousand views uh maybe a little over a thousand likes and no matter what they are like i i've got a, a a pandora one at night which is really cool i have a full ride through of uh uh tomorrowland transit authority it, they they all end up being the same uh, 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 giraffes walking through the animal or the safari like they're all very similar which to me says my reach was adjusted to a certain point that no matter the video no matter how much it varies it's very similar i was going to say the only one that stuck out a little bit and it must be from the amount of shares i did um 30 seconds at the walt disney world dolphin resort so I did a time warp walking up to the dolphin and going inside and through the lobby. And that was 20,000 views. So that was about double the views. But I think that's because I had 221 people share it. So it just even though my reach is limited, they can't control when people share stuff. Exactly, so, yeah. So yeah. that's a good thing. I guess it helps when you share my stuff um, because that takes me out of the algorithm and you know, I thought about paying before. So far, I have never paid anything to uh, have Instagram push my stuff. And uh, I thought thought about it. But the one guy I've seen who was pretty much, he must have been just paying for like years now. Um, I don't know how you say it, but it looks like like T-R-A Zach or something like and and he's has sponsored posts for years now like every time i say it it's sponsored 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 and he has really good pictures and everything like he has a nice account and uh but i think he has like maybe a couple thousand more followers than me and i didn't pay anything so i Mm -hmm. i i I find not paying better because whoever's following me from a paid thing i just don't feel like it's i don't know it probably is real because they probably do show my Mm -hmm. stuff to people who like disney but I don't know. You so prefer far, uh, organic growth more than... Yeah. You know, yeah I like I slow that. organic growth. Everybody who likes my stuff 
likes it because they like it and not because for any other reason that's why i don't even do like those uh, they have like following groups like they'll follow each other and mm-hmm. everybody gets on a follow loop or something yeah. i feel like those people don't really like my account they just want their own so they it, i just don't yeah it's manufactured follows and and um uh, I get you. Uh, sometimes those groups can be good to um, work around the algorithms, but um, for the most part, it is it, the algorithms themselves have been designed and manufactured over the years to fix, you know, work around that stuff. So, well, I, anyway, that 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 dolphin one, it's got a reach of fifty-seven thousand five hundred so far, and. Uh, Two two thousand five hundred sixty-two likes, two hundred twenty-one shares, thirty-eight comments. Like that was a that was a good one, you know. That was, but again, I haven't had anything really big in probably about a month. That would be like over a hundred thousand reach or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And again, I have some that in the past have done well, and they're just again. I think my reach is temporarily limited, and. Uh, I'm still not paying anybody, so I don't care. We'll see. If my if my account doesn't grow much for a while, that's I've learned to accept that. And um, my universal one too, really. Like I looked at my followers over time, and it's at the lowest point it's been as far as growth in so long. Like the chart literally is just going down and down and down. And the funny thing is, some people. Uh, some other groups, uh, like somebody recently asked, they're, they're like, can we share your videos? And I was like, I let anybody share it with content. But then I saw they were pretty big and they had a large group of those things. And I thought, well, that that might get me some more followers. It seems like it's done the opposite. Like, <laughs> I, I wonder if people, uh, again, I've said it before, if you follow these big accounts that just take the best of everyone else's videos, that's nice and all, but remember the small people who actually go to the parks and actually get the content eventually will give up and just say, "Yeah, no one follows me. I'm not going to do it anymore." So, not the greatest idea. I I still can I still feel like that's kind of a uh, a uh, crappy way to do it. Like I would never have an account where I just take the best of other people's stuff and post it. And so many people do, but I just don't. I, I I wouldn't do it myself because I know how much work I put into doing it and how it affects people. So I think it's important to note here too, it's something we discussed before the podcast is you are not corporate sponsored. You do not work for Universal, you do not work for Disney, and you do not post this stuff at the behest of Disney or Universal. You do it out of your own free time, out of your own equipment that you paid money for you have two jobs that you work when you're not in the parks or not with your family uh from from home and they are you know one of those full-time is a full-time job right and the other is a part-time job so you are not only managing family and home and things like that and your and your work environment but then you go into these parks and you just do it you know because you like to do it and of course i i think you will tell anyone that you would really love to monetize your content at some point but you really haven't made the effort to do that yet because it's just 
you know, this this is something you enjoy doing at this it, point. If I could monetize, I, I my goal in life would be to change two jobs to just one. Like if I could just work full time and do this, that would be so that to me would be just great. But I was going to say a big reason that I do it, that I continue to do it, even though, you know, like I literally made nothing. And then I watch other people come up. They have like 2000 followers. They're getting sponsors and stuff. And I'm like, I, I do get an awful lot of direct messages that thank me. And a lot of comments that say, this is exactly what I needed today. I was having a rough day. Um, I get a lot of, I love your account. It's so you know, keep going. I, it, it really is my favorite. And we just, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've yeah. already gotten other more personal messages about people in bad, having a really bad time with their lives that, that my content really gave them a bright spot in the day, de- in their day. And, you know, that brings a smile to my face. And I'm like, that is, that alone is enough to keep doing it. You know, like that's not, but again, I would love to make enough money to only work one job and I'd be able to go to the parks a lot more too. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my eventual goal. But again, I've been doing this for years and um, especially during the uh, pandemic and the shutdown, I, you would not believe the amount of people uh, depressed in their houses that absolutely loved the fact that during that whole thing, I said nothing about shutdowns or pandemic i just continued to post every day and i just used the videos that i previously took throughout the whole thing and you know i didn't think much of it but i got an awful lot of messages about how how important that was to some people and how they really 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 appreciated it and you know it made me feel good sometimes just doing something that helps people you know nice yeah yeah, I understand that. that I, I guess uh, I guess I would say if uh, someone has any uh, ideas out there as to how to maybe slightly monetize or any suggestions, uh, just reach out. Uh, you can find our email down in the description of this podcast, and just you know, if you have any suggestions, just reach out and throw us a bone. Let us know because John John does this out of his own wallet out of his own pocket and uh you know when growth comes to a screeching halt um then then it makes you start to wonder what do you have to do to start um you know getting that growth kick back into gear and i i don't really know what the answer is john other than you know maybe maybe doing that monetization and um you know, paying for the reach or something to that effect. I now, don't the know. weird thing is, now that I think about it, I don't see very many accounts that are any larger than mine that aren't the kind that just take other people's stuff. <laughs> so yeah, well, maybe I maybe I'm approaching the maximum for an original content, non corporate, non sponsored kind of thing. You know, where I don't have anybody else pushing it. So I could. Yeah. That could just be the case. Either way, I'm going to keep going. Um, I don't give up too easily, so I will. I will continue. And even if uh, you know, if, even if I'm close to my max, that's fine too. But again, I like to experiment, and I'm willing to bet that I'll find more cool stuff that people will start yeah. following me for. And if I don't, <laughs> it'll be amusing to watch either way. So yeah, you could always <laughs> just uh, switch to 
TikTok, get a um, get a get a maquette like a like a puppet and make it shake its butt to um, to a modern song or something, you know, in front of the castle or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I never talk about it, but did you know I have one thousand eighty three followers on TikTok? Good gracious, yeah. See, and I have five videos ever, and my daughter put up three of three of those <laughs> you might see some growth if you start paying more attention actually to- look my daughter put up the first one it got almost five thousand likes and <laughs> when it came time when i started doing it i got 381 and then 660 again i just i'm too old to understand tiktok you don't understand it either i'm just being facetious so all right john where can they find you online well you can find me at c.wdw on tiktok <laughs> I think <laughs> or something like that uh, c.wdw on instagram and facebook c.uo on instagram and c.wdw on youtube and uh, another thing that we were thinking about doing is uh, if i can just get 50 more followers on youtube um i i told my wife i would like to start going live more and Maybe even have her do the live part because she is much more a likable person than I am. So if if I had to actually interact with a person, and like I said, she worked for Disney. She's works at a kid's salon. She is very, very, she's not an introvert. <laughs> she's the opposite. <laughs> so she would be great live. I, I, I would like to have her give it a shot just to uh, see if she likes it. Yeah, that's and and that's what we're gearing up for. We really like to be able to go live from the parks for you on YouTube. I, I think that would give us some growth, uh, even more growth on YouTube, and uh, maybe even across all the social media channels. So that is yeah. something. If uh, if if y'all are listening to this, just go give the uh, YouTube channel a follow and uh, and maybe like a couple videos and make some comments if you can and you're you're probably going to enjoy that content because there's not really uh, there's no comments it's no opinions nobody's saying uh you know bashing anybody for their political beliefs no one's doing anything it's yeah. just this great time walking through the parks you know having having a good time uh, when we start going live we might have to bash people i don't know <laughs> <laughs> No, my my wife would not bash him. Yeah. I go live too, and I'm, whenever I go live, like on Instagram, I'm just at at I'm I'm always in awe of the variety of people that follow me. I always see the people. They're like, oh, hello from, um, you know, Argentina. Hello from Japan. Hello from Germany. Hello from UK. I'm like, I'm I'm always like, there's people all over the world. That like my little account, like I, I always find that so humbling that I'm just, I can't help but just be nice to everybody when that, you know, that, that it's a humbling experience whenever I see that, that all these people from around the world. And I think a lot of them like me because they don't need to know English to follow me. So I do think right. that's a plus. Like it's one of the few that's not overly talking that you can actually just enjoy. So so yeah, we're trying to reach that that uh, magic thousand, and uh, that's coming up soon. And as soon as we can do that, then uh, John will bring you more content from the YouTube's. Oh, I just switched to AT and T as well, my phone, which means uh, I tried T-Mobile, I tried Verizon, I tried a Sprint. Like everybody except for AT and T is a terrible connection on the internet, and and. Uh, uh, Disney's 
Wi-Fi is not reliable yeah, either. Not It'll drop good. you constantly. So I always wondered, how do all these people do live what, streaming with this terrible connection? Yeah. I have a feeling they're AT&T because I had that when I first moved here. And it was great. It worked everywhere yep. perfectly. So I, I'm going back to that. So I'll be ready to do more live streaming. I don't understand it well, but if people want to just go with me on rides, and I'm going to start doing it a lot more. Yeah, that sounds great. I have AT&T too, and I never have a problem in the parks, John, to tell you the truth. So. Oh, good, good. Because like I said, I'm going back. I stopped using them because every time we'd get a new phone or something, they would mess the plans up so badly that my yeah. wife would have to spend half the day on the phone arguing with people. Yep, completely you know, they'd agree. Be like, well, we thought you wanted individual expensive plans for each phone and not the family one you were on. I'm like, why would you think this? It's like, well, it says here, but it's like they would constantly mess everything up in their favor every time we bought something. And eventually I'm like, you know, get rid of them. And I did. I said, we, we just need to switch. I can't. Yeah. And of I'm course, we ended up going back after like a year and a half of bad service from everywhere else. So. Yeah. And not bad customers. It's just no coverage. Like you're out and you you can't use the internet when you leave your house half the time around here. So yeah, I get it. I get it. It's same situation here. They have a better uh, better network here than anyone else. So all right, you can find me at the giant rat t h e e giant rat at on uh, Instagram. And that should about do it for this week, John. Stay safe on your adventures. <laughs>